0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Hello, and welcome to the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight. I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you?
0: I think they know who your co-host is by now, don't you?
1: (laughs) I always love saying it though. But you know what's really weird? When I am always, you know, starting this off and I say host, it makes it sound like I'm the host of the show, you're my co-host, but it's really not that way. And if you're a first-time listener, Pam and I are definitely co-hosts, Pam and Dawn, but it's just she likes for me to start the show with with the introduction. So this is why we frame it that way, but we are equally partners and hosts on this show. But uh how are you? How how are things I'm going? Really-
0: I'm doing well, thanks. And how about yourself?
1: Well, I'm doing okay. It's been a busy couple of weeks, as you know, and I think we both have kind of come up for air for a few minutes at least (laughs) uh, before we get to the next wave of things we've got going on. But uh, gosh, this season is just rocking and rolling so far. It's it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and it's a good thing we get to breathe and watch some of the Christmas movies that have aired, so that's probably I know. a good thing.
1: I know, you know, last weekend you and I talked quite a bit about the, the first four that came out, and wow, I mean, they're all so good already, and I'm like, wow, that was just weekend one. And now we've got another weekend ahead of great movies and that's here already. And oh, my goodness, it's just, it's going to be such a good holiday season. I really feel like the networks are kind of making up for, you know, the hit they took with the pandemic and all the things they had to do, you know, so they could still try to make movies. And uh, it's just like a stellar season so far. I just really feel like it's going to be good from start to finish.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We can't ever have enough.
1: Oh, no. I I've lost count, but I think we're over two hundred original movies across every platform imaginable that's streaming something this holiday season. So um yeah. we've got lots to choose from and lots to watch. Um so, but today we are, we're just so thrilled. We're so excited to bring you our special interview with the also amazingly handsome and incredibly talented Daniel Lissing.
0: Do we need to even say anything else? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know, right? I mean,
1: um, wow. What a rush when we booked him
0: to do the show and Thank do you.
1: the interview to talk about his Christmas movie. And um, I, I think you know you don't find me speechless very often, but when you let me know that this was confirmed, I think I sat for about two minutes and just didn't know how to say anything. Of course, I'm sure that was music to your ears because I'm always talking. But <laughs> but it was yeah. just, it was so exciting, you know, that we we finally get an opportunity to speak with him, and uh, and he's just so fascinating. Was as as you'll find in a moment, listeners. It, he had so many exciting and uh, really interesting things to talk about.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And be sure to catch Daniel after our interview, as he's starring in the great American movie, family movie. Let me put it that way: family movie, Catering Christmas, which premieres tonight and October twenty ninth. That is, if you're just listening and like I. Day after, day, you know, a couple days after this interview, it was already played on October 29th. So go back and watch the movie if you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was at 8 8- Eastern, 7 Central.
1: Yeah, you know, the beautiful thing about our interviews, we air them live, but then they're on demand always.
0: So you can go
1: to any number of our gazillion platforms, and probably the easiest way to do that is to go to our website, christmasmoviespotlight.com, scroll down on the homepage, and you'll see um, all the different places. They're all linked of where you can, you can catch our podcast. And uh, it's available always for download and listening and just whatever your listening pleasure is. If you don't get to hear it when it's live, you can certainly pick it up anytime. And we'll be, you know, we'll be airing these interviews all season long, and then they're there for posterity too. So that's a wonderful thing. Um, but I tell you, we are so excited and honored to bring you our interview with Daniel Lissing.
0: Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for calling in, Daniel. We truly appreciate you taking the time. We know how absolutely busy you are.
2: It's my pleasure to talk to you both, Pam and Dawn. This is exciting for me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's get started. Um, First off, I want to say I think a lot of people would be surprised to find out that you're Australian and have an Australian accent unless, of course, they follow you on social media and watch your YouTube and, you know, people on YouTube, then they would know. But there are others out there quite into our century yet. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) So because, you know, with with TV, there's no accent. That's right, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I do
2: surprise people sometimes when they meet me in person or they uh, write me a message on social media going, I had no idea you cover your accent so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's definitely um, something that I, I worked really hard on uh, with any part that I played to be, uh, be true to that character, and, and, and that's just another element of the job, getting the, the voice and the accent right. I happen to be... An American citizen now as well, so I am an Australian oh. citizen and oh. an American citizen. So, so I. Uh, this is what American sounds like now, I guess as well.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> well congratulations! congratulations. <laughs> We're so excited thank you. To you. Yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm thank very very you. proud.
2: Uh, when, when I got my when I got my citizenship, it was a very proud moment for me. I've been living in the states now for, well, you know coming on uh, 11 years it will be 11 years in January and uh, yeah this country has been incredibly good to me and my family and I'm I'm grateful to to be here as much as I love Australia and and where I came from uh, this is home now so America
0: (laughs) that's awesome now, Now, when you started your career in Australia and eventually transitioned to the U.S., what kind of adjustment, if any, was it for you besides the accent?
2: Look, you know, it's really difficult. Um, I, I, I love to travel, and I've traveled uh, to a lot of corners of, of our planet, which is just, I, I can't recommend traveling enough to everyone. It's a very eye-opening, um, perspective-enhancing experience. But to actually move to another country and get to know another city and leave your friends and family behind, you know, your home behind, mm. to really start a, a new chapter. And that chapter is born out of, you know, passion for, for my occupation and what I do and then wanting to be a part of the, the biggest and best industry in the world in that industry, which is the United States uh, in television and film in my opinion, um, you know, it, it really, it's challenging just to create a new home, you know, uh, to mm-hmm. build a friendship group, to, to feel settled and to get to know um, the city and also, you know, it's funny, we're so similar in a lot of ways culturally, Australia and the United States, but there are uh, differences as well and and Uh, you know, you kind of have a small culture shock moving here would be a lot different, for example if you were, you know, moving to Thailand or something like that, that would be a a much bigger culture shock (laughs) but Mm -hmm. still, you still have to kind of find your feet and understand um, humour because it's a different kind of, we're very self-deprecating, sarcastic humour, it's a little different here in the States, you know, so when I first came over and I was you know, saying things, "Oh my God, you sucked just then," uh, meaning you were fantastic. That was an amazing <laughs> gig, just,
0: you know, whatever it is. You know, uh,
2: you you, you kind of like have, you have to go. Oh no, 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 no! This is suckers. You know, so there's little things like that. Nothing major, though. I mean,
0: yeah. to tell you the
2: truth, it, it, it was uh, look other than moving away from friends and family it was a pretty easy transition I'm not gonna lie it wasn't anything too dramatic
1: well I'm glad that your transition was easy and it was not as challenging as it could have been um, comparatively to other places in the world that you might have might have landed but we're so happy that you're now an American citizen and that's an awesome feat in itself because it takes a long while to get your citizenship and so that's just that's outstanding and if you're going to be here working you you know you. it's great that it worked out um now we know you. you act produce write sing and play the guitar and given you were born and raised on the beaches of sydney practically do you ever surf or dive
2: oh yeah i mean i, I love the water i mean my my upbringing was um on the on the eastern suburbs of sydney and the a beautiful coastline uh all, all around australia but certainly in sydney and as a young boy i became a we call them nippers nippers it's like a junior um junior lifeguard so you've got you know, a little five-year-old kids just learning surf safety learning how to be on the board um learning cpr and things like that so uh you know when i was a, a little kid i i was in the water from a really early age and you know understand how the ocean works uh saying that as much as i love being in the ocean i do dive i had a dive masters um uh, snorkeling, body surfing, bodyboarding. I have surfed before, but I'm a poor excuse for an Australian. Growing up on the
1: beach, and I'm not a great.
2: I'm not a great surfer. I'm 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 not a great surfer, and I, you know, I kind of shake my head admitting that because there is this uh, you know stereotype of like every Australian surfs, but uh, I don't. So <laughs> a lot of my friends do, though. You know, a lot of my mates are really good.
1: You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, with me growing up in Chicago, I don't do any surfing or diving, unless it's in Lake Michigan, and you don't really want to surf or dive in there. <laughs> yeah, a little, little cold, I think. A lot of years, but... Yeah, definitely. Well, I read that you yeah. performed for the Australian troops serving overseas and were recognized for your peacekeeping efforts by the Australian Defense Force. What an honor that had to be for you. How did you get involved with performing for the troops?
2: Yeah. So that's one of the greatest honors of of my career for sure. I I actually have family in the military. Um we so my my cousin is is active in the in the military now. My stepmother is a lieutenant commander in the Australian Navy. Oh. Uh my stepbrother is a medic in the in the uh in the Navy. And um my my other cousin is a uh, is a, a Part of a, a commander regiment, um, but you know this is something that uh, I've sort of been around anyway uh, for a long period of time. Um, like in the United States, we we uh, honour our our uh, servicemen and women in all aspects. And you know, I, I started playing music before I really got into acting. I was I was always into the arts. I was always sort of inspired by music and movies and television shows and as a young man i kind of really started delving into that in my early 20s getting into music and and writing and and playing a lot and i just happened to meet a guy that was putting together a tour for a big band um, to go over to iraq afghanistan solomon islands East Timor, a lot of there's troops all over the all over the world, uh, mostly in peacekeeping missions. Um, like the United States as well, people don't realize how how um, vast uh, the deployment is. You know, we concentrate on these you know really hot zones, but uh, there's troops deployed all over uh, all over the world. And mm-hmm. you know, since World War I Australia and the United States have been uh, everywhere together. Uh, among a few other nations as well. And so that was something that, look, I, I've got really, really great mates. One of my best mates, um, you know, uh, was captured in Afghanistan. There's, I've got I've got a lot of mates who are in the military, the SAS. And, you know, I had this opportunity to have my band go and support one of Australia's really big bands to go over and put uh you know support the troops and so that was something we jumped on right away and we sort of went through the south pacific where australian troops were were um deployed and that was brilliant and then about a year later i did it again just by myself and my guitar and i went to some pretty interesting places um at that point in time during around uh, uh, an island nation called Solomon Islands, there was a, a militant group called the Tamil Tigers and they were really kind of giving the locals a, a hard time and so the Australian uh, troops were sort of deployed to sort of keep the peace there. And while we were there, uh, and, um, you know, uh, performing, there were shells going off around us and we had to... <laughs> it, was pretty, uh, it was pretty flawed. So, but, you know, the boys over there really... Um, they really appreciated uh, the the you know effort from home to kind of just give them the taste of of um, something with a little bit of normality so that was uh that was great and then when the Australian defence force you know awarded me that um there's a little plaque and a little medal saying thanks for your for your efforts um in in you know <laughs> lifting the boys spirits that was something that I, I'm very proud of so
0: yeah
1: Well, congratulations on that. And, you know, that is that is indeed an honor. And not everyone gets to go and and do something like that. I mean, that is a way of serving um, your country and your, you know, those who serve in the Australian military and so forth um, in such a great way. And uh, those you know men and women who serve they even in our u s armed forces, they need all the uplift they can get being deployed for months and months at a time
0: right.
1: um so uh, thank you so much for you know giving back and just um because you know I think it's it's real easy sometimes to say i uh, I've got so much going on, but to take time out and to just be able to contribute that way it's just awesome, right,
2: yes, yeah, you know my my philosophy is you know whether it be um the military or nurses on on the front line or whatever it is, I mean, let's lift each other up. I mean, that mm-hmm. that really is something, uh, of philosophy, whatever your beliefs are, you know, and and what, whatever, uh, you know, you follow, whatever, whatever, you know, lift, let's just start moving towards a, a little bit of positivity and lifting each other up, you know, especially now with everything that's sort of gone on in in our country over the last little while, you know. So that's something that I'm passionate about and I use that experience as something that was so, so positive and just try and bring it forward into, well, my work for one, I mean, you know, doing these Christmas movies, yeah, I do a lot of stuff in the career, but doing these Christmas movies is something that lifts people up, it makes people happy and that for me is really what, if you can, you know, make a living uh, out of doing something um, uh, positive in the world, great. And if you can't make a living doing something positive, then do it anyway outside of work. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Well,
1: you know, along those lines, um, speaking of, fans came to know and love you in the role of Jack Thornton on When Calls the Heart. And then um, I think everybody was so thrilled when we learned last year that you were going to reprise the role on When Hope Calls. And it was just you know, Pam and I have talked about this a lot, but it was it was such a perfect way to bridge the gap between when your character died and when cost the to heart and the transition forward, and it was a creative genius. Do you feel um, this enough? I mean, do you, do you feel like this brought a closure for the fans?
2: Well, I hope it did. You know, I, I've talked to... I've had a lot of conversations uh, with the team about you know, different possibilities, you know, in the future. But we got to that back back, back in the day. And we got to that um, moment where Laurie's character, uh, Abigail, um, has a, uh, a vision, a vision, a dream. Uh, uh, I, I think it was a dream, uh, but felt a little bit more special than that. You know... When I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but then Laurie called me up and said, "Look, mate, this will be really special, and like you said, give some closure to the fans." And I asked to read the scene that they had in mind, and it was just look, it was three pages, and I just thought it was really beautiful. I I loved what the character, the miss character, had to say, and I liked that. For me, at that point in time, it was tip of the hat to Jack, you know? It was a good mm-hmm. salute and farewell to that character. You know, I'd be playing that character for five years on a television show, on When Calls the Heart, and it's still going. It, this show couldn't go for 20 years, you know? But for me as an actor, I always want to be challenged and, and experience new things and keep growing. And I felt that when Jack you know, there's this romance element to it. But when you get the girl, I mean, it's all about the tension. How long can you build the tension for? And, and and then after that, after you get the girl, where do you go in a way that, you know, was kind of inspiring to me story-wise? And I just felt like it was time to to try different things and move on. But when when I did come back, Play Jack one more time, man, that was really special to me and I felt very nostalgic and I I love that character and I loved playing that character.
1: Well, you know, I, I don't think I can express enough on behalf of all the fans and Pam and myself just what that meant to fans of that show and just being able to see. I mean, after that aired, that was all over social media, that was what everyone was talking about. And people were Mm -hmm. just so grateful for that opportunity to be able to see, you know, how things came together. And it was such a beautiful way that it was delivered. Um, The way you and Lori just delivered those scenes. And I feel like that it really did bring closure for a lot of folks. Um, So many people were sad to see Jack die. And it was really Mm -hmm. like a way to, finally just be able to say goodbye in a proper way without it being so open-ended so I'm I'm just so grateful that you were able to do that and and was available to be able to do that as well it just it just really you could it was such a wonderful surprise for everyone so thank you so much thank for you that.
2: yeah oh it's my pleasure you know I have a very good I try and have a very good working relationship with everyone I work with and you know the these uh creators and producers uh have become you know friends of mine over these years because we created something together that was really magical you know uh in "When calls the heart and you know when you are working with talented people and you know you you kind of bond over the success of your creation um then you've, you know, you form friendships. And so when these guy called me up, it was like, yeah, of course guys, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: you want me, no problem. And I still work with the producer of When Calls the Heart, Brad Cravoy. I mean, I would say that, you know, all the Christmas movies I've done, I'm pretty sure he's produced all of them. And he just called me up and he's like, hey man, you want to do a Christmas movie? <laughs> and I'll be like, what's it about? It's about this? Mm. I'm like, yeah, sure, man. You know, so, yeah. so that's like our our relationship and, you know, Michael Landon Jr. and Brian Bird, I I cannot talk highly enough about those men. Uh, Brad's a great guy as well. He's, he's a savvy businessman and I, I love Brad, but there is... Working with Brian and uh, Brian and Michael Landon Jr. Um, You know these guys are all heart, really. I mean, just just all all three of them, just men of integrity and, and good human beings. And you know, you don't often, well, in my experience, I take that back. I have been very lucky in the people I've worked with. I for the very most part, I, I happen to work with really good people with, with openness and integrity and I, I love that. That's the kind of people I want to be surrounded by. But in particular, this team over at um, When Called to Heart and that you know, whole world there is just a pleasure to know those people, really, just as human beings.
0: Yeah, you've got to have that kind of relationship with somebody, I would imagine, in the industry that you work in. Um, it, it helps you get more projects, and you know already ahead of time how they work and what they want from you.
2: That's right. I mean, look, if you, if you don't treat people well on set, if you're an actor that's, uh, well, a bit of an ass, then, you know, who's going to want to work with you? At the end of the day, people tolerate very, very famous people because they make money for the the company. But, you know, people want to work with people that are good to be around. Because, look, you're spending long, long hours together and projects can go for, you know, anywhere from a few weeks to months, months, like many months, maybe even, you know, five years. You know, if you're doing series, 10 years if you're doing series. So you want to be surrounded by people that you um, at least get on well with professionally and don't have to sort of worry about, you know what I mean?
0: Right, right, Mm -hmm. exactly. Now, you've also written and produced and starred in a movie called The Answers, and you were an executive producer and starred in the movie A Christmas Star. How do you juggle being behind the camera as well as in front of the camera when you're starring in the movie?
2: Yeah, so that, The Answers it was a, a passion project of mine. with that with my producing and writing partner, Michael Good. And that's got to be one of the proudest things in my career because it, it came from, you know, our mind, a blank piece of paper, and we. We created this thing that you know ended up winning a whole bunch of awards and I mean that's one thing you win awards that doesn't matter the the fact is we did that we we created something that we were proud of and and that has birthed a partnership um that's gonna really last a, a career because Michael and I since leaving when called the heart i mean we we have a couple of projects that we have been working on over the last four years now, and one of them is a, a television show. You know that we've written the first couple of episodes in. For we've got the full first full season mapped out. We're putting together our pitch package, and next year and onwards, we're going to um, start pitching this thing and, ho- and hopefully make this thing because we really, really, really believe in what we're doing, and for me. It's um, that's what it's about to be able to sort of create the content that I'm really passionate about, that I want to act in, and also have an element of creative control and, and put something out into the world that's uh, that's universal but unique at the same time. You know, so that's the mm-hmm. challenge, and and I really get just so turned on by the prospect of um, of creating. Um, content and, and being part of something uh, that uh, that's, I've been a part of since inception. And so when it came to like producing, you know, it's really nice to just sort of have a creative say. I, I, once I'm on set, I'm on set and I'm fully focused on doing my job as a character. But you know, that preparation time is, um, is really key to sort of create something that that you know you want to see saying that i'm I'm just learning you know so I'm just sort of dipping my toe in the water when it comes to um, writing and producing and, and that whole side of the industry and so as time goes on, I think I'm going to be doing that uh, a lot more that's the plan anyway over the next decade is to just really you know become someone that uh, creates quality content and puts it out into the world while at the same time sticking to my number one passion which is um, being on set uh, acting in front of that camera so we'll see you never know but it's the pursuit that matters so I'm going Mm -hmm. after it we'll see what happens (laughs)
1: Well, we will definitely keep our eyes and ears open for any new projects you have coming out in the future, especially if you're behind the writing of it and the brains behind it. That's going to be exciting just to think about. And we are also excited about your upcoming holiday movie, Catering Christmas. And um, what can you share about the movie for listeners without giving too much away?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I had just a tremendous time shooting this film. I... I really like my character much. I play a character named Carson Harrison, and he's a little bit of a wild child. He's kind of traveling the world um, as a photographer at you know the rich and famous and powerful parties. Um, and he's kind of like being caught up in this world for a number of years, but he's feeling unfulfilled. And every year he comes back home to a small town and stays with his aunt, who is like his mom. And she's a very um, affluent um, a person that gives so much to the community and has a Harrison Foundation. And every year on Christmas, they throw a big Christmas gala. And she has a lot of I'm kind of giving you a synopsis here.
1: Yeah, fine. <laughs> <But> anyway, um,
2: <laughs> but she, she's hired the ca- caterer, and and that's where the fantastic actor um, um, Merritt Patterson comes in. She plays Molly, and um, my aunt kind of teams up this new caterer with her nephew Carson, and Carson kind of takes a rant a little bit with trying to help his aunt out with this particular Christmas gala, kind of kicking and screaming a little bit at the start, he doesn't really want to do it, but after kind of meeting Molly and, and working with her a little bit, he starts to warm to the idea of you know a collaboration and making this Christmas gala as good as it can be. So, you'll have to watch the movie to sort of see how all of that plays out, but that's basically you know the first act, is you meet this guy, he's a little lost, you meet a girl who knows exactly what she wants she's fantastic at her job and they are paired up together and um what can i say romance ensues yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah you know we we always say that we know how the movie's going to end but it's the journey and how they get there is what keeps our interest and what we love watching so we definitely are looking forward to this movie um and I also wanted to mention in the movie Christmas in Love you try your hand at baking, but let's just say in the beginning it's not exactly your forte. <laughs> so uh, what about right. in real in real life? Can you cook or bake?
2: You know, uh I've really gotten into to cooking since I've been with my wife because I've had someone to cook for, you know. I mm-hmm. I um so over the last, you know, five years, I think I've gotten, uh, well, I have gotten um, much, much better at cooking. My, my, my kind of repertoire of what I can tackle is is expanding on a uh, monthly basis for sure. And I love cooking, baking. I'm not a great baker, but but uh, Nadia, my wife, is. She's uh, she's got into baking, and she makes the best chocolate chip cookies mm. in the world. She browns the butter first, you know. She does. She's got this technique. She lets the dough sit overnight in the fridge just to really settle it, you know. <laughs> so she's got this technique <laughs> that that uh, that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not mad at. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> and and
1: and you just described like the perfect Christmas chocolate chip cookie. By the way, just so you know.
0: <laughs> Oof. Right. Very good. Yeah, you can Add
2: add a couple of like Christmas sprinkles on there or something. Maybe a little bit of color yeah yeah you know those <laughs> those uh, red and red and white sprinkles or something
1: well yeah, it, just it to sounds really like liven it up. That's right. And it sounds like between the two of you you've got the best of both worlds. You handle the entree, she handles the dessert. It's a perfect it's a perfect meal, you know. Especially here in the theme. south. Yeah, absolutely. In the south we always have a dessert with our meal. It's just it's part of it and you know, it's you know, if you don't have dessert, what is wrong? You know, it's like you're not living life right or something. But um but that is I I need
2: to get to the south and have a little bit of that southern hospitality because you know, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I love Southern food, you know, as much as, as little as I know about it, but, you know, like, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I keep saying I'm not going to lie, I don't know, that's my phrase today, <laughs> that's my phrase, I, I we believe know you're I telling that, the
1: but... truth, Daniel, right,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, that's my phrase today, I said it like 10 times, it's anyway, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm partial, I'm partial to a nice, I've, I, I've found this place here that does like an amazing, uh, sort of fr- fried chicken and a, and a peach cobbler and oh, yes. I've had a couple of the yeah you know and and I guess that's sort of synonymous with southern food but I'm just kind of like you know the barbecue I mean I, I, I've been to Texas I've had the the barbecue there I, I kind of want to try it in different states to compare the, the the differences but you know good barbecue is like one of my favorite things
1: it's interesting oh, you mentioned ordered. that. i hungry. I know. It's interesting you mentioned barbecue because that is one of the main staples in North Carolina that kind of North Carolina is famous for. And we're always compared to Texas, although Texas has a whole different style. It's all about the, not necessarily the meat. But the sauce and how the sauce is prepared, and so in North Carolina there's right. an East, an Eastern style and a Western style, depending upon where in the Ooh. state you are. But oh my gosh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good,
2: and um, yeah, so many, And, and so it's, many all, it's all like smoked, right? It's all in these yes, smoking yes, for hours and hours and hours, so it's like really yeah tender.
1: In fact, I love if, that. If If you really want to venture out, uh, coming up this weekend in Lexington, North Carolina, they are having their annual barbecue festival, and it's a weekend-long event. They have arts and crafts, and they've got all these different barbecue vendors that come and set up and You know, you can buy, you can eat barbecue all weekend long and there's entertainment and it's just, it's a whole weekend event and it's returning this year for the first time since, uh, before the pandemic hit. So everybody is so excited about it. It it draws like 125,000 people annually. So, and, and Nugget is just a little bitty town. So I don't know where all these people fit, but they do and they do it right in the heart of downtown and it's a huge, it's one of the biggest events in North Carolina. But anyway, all that said, that's so good to
2: know. I, I really, it might be a little soon for this weekend. We we yeah, have plans, but, but hey, um, if
1: but you're ever coming I have North to North Carolina, find out,
2: like, well, yeah, I mean this is 100 um, percent you know on the list for sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, that's so good. i right, I'm gonna have to check out some barbecue in North Carolina then.
1: Yeah, there That's you go. Great. Well, before we wrap mm-hmm. up, we always like to do this fun little five-question lightning round. It's all Christmas-themed, and there are no wrong answers. Um, but uh, it's only five questions, so it won't take long. But um, what is your favorite Christmas tradition?
2: Well, I think it's just being with the family. Yeah, we we have Christmaka. So half the family is Christian, half the family is Jewish, and we come together and have like a uh, – a sort of melting pot, but it's all the same stuff. Like, you know, we've got a Christmas tree with a Star of David on it. We've got the turkey and we've got like oh, all wow. that. But really, yeah, really, it, it's really about uh, just being together. You know, yeah. family. That's oh, my yeah. favorite tradition.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite Christmas song?
2: Oh, maybe Noel. The first Noel. But there's a guy that sings it that she gives me chills every time. Brett Eldridge, and he's, oh, he's yeah. got this Christmas album, and he, he's so great. I, I love my country music, and he uh, he sings Noel, and I i just get chills when I listen to that one recently. Yeah. So, yeah, he, I think that's the phenomenal. favorite the
1: moment. What is your favorite yep. Christmas movie? Well, catering Christmas, of course. <laughs> that's great (laughs) um hot toddy or hot chocolate uh tough one that's a tough one i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna go with hot chocolate i'm surprising myself now
1: that's great it's i mean look they're both great at christmas and there's you know no wrong or right way to to enjoy either you know, it's all about a season exactly celebrating. Right. So they're always appropriate, oh, yeah. no matter what you're doing. Um, and the last exactly one is white right. lights. White lights or colored lights?
0: Oh,
2: colored lights for sure.
0: There you go. There you go. Your Thanks God. so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you
2: Dawn Pam thank you mm-hmm. so so much for having me it's been a pleasure talking to you both.
0: Oh you're very welcome we had a blast and we welcome you back anytime. We won't be seeing you or talking to you for before the holiday so have a wonderful holiday with your family and god bless.
2: God bless you both too and have a wonderful holiday.
0: Thank you. you. All thank right bye bye. Thank
2: you. Bye.
0: Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website,
1: christmasmoviespotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, christmasmoviespotlight.com. Thanks for
0: listening. See you next week.